Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Alexa. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. All right, good morning. It is Tuesday morning, and I am Richard Holdridge. This is the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Glad that you could be joining me on this podcast. We're starting to grow our audience a little bit and trying to make that uh, podcast leap into the national scene. But feel free to comment on my Facebook page if you want me to talk about a topic. I'll be glad to address it and get it on the air. So, As the Super Bowl winds down, the sports scene kind of starts trickling down. It starts getting slow. I know we got the XFL coming up this weekend. We got college basketball uh, last night. You know, Baylor, Texas, both in action. I I believe they're going to be number one seeds. And uh, actually, we could talk a little bit about women's college basketball. Uh, Oregon taking down UConn. Worst loss in UConn home history since 1986. And that was a great game. In the NBA, I really got a bone to pick about the Atlanta Hawks. What is going on with the Hawks? They got all this talent and they can't play defense. I'll have a topic about that. I actually have a pretty hot sports take about the Atlanta Hawks. So it might ruffle some feathers in the Atlanta area. Uh, So it is official. I just received the word that I will be having a second audition at 95.7 ESPN Radio in Columbus. And uh, this time I will be more prepared than I was the first time. I actually thought the first show was good. I'm not sure how the other competitors are. I mean, I've heard them on the radio. They sound pretty good. But I will bring my best. I will have plenty of show prep. I'm I'm actually trying to get prepared for that by doing these daily podcasts. So hopefully you'll like my podcast and you'll be able to listen into the show. When I find out what the date is, I will let my audience know and we'll try to build up that audience. So... I can have credibility and get on the air. But first things first, you know, two days after the Super Bowl and still trying to get over that loss by the San Francisco 49ers. Not that big of a deal. It, it, it's it's a loss. They, they went from 4-12 to the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm okay with that. But the question is, how are they going to be next year? Looks like they're going to lose DeForest. No, not DeForest Buckner. They're going to lose Eric Armstead to free agency. He's going to get that big contract. I think they're going to lose Jimmy Ward to free agency, and they're going to lose Emmanuel Sanders. So how does this team rebuild? Well, they're going to get some players back from injuries. Weston Richburg is going to come back as their center. DJ Jones comes back on the D-line. And then Jalen Hurd, their talented wide receiver out of Baylor, they picked up in the third round of the NFL draft. That's going to be a pretty good tandem with Debo Samuel and Jalen Hurd as your wideouts. The future looks bright for the 49ers. So they're not going anywhere. And neither is the Kansas City Chiefs. I was listening to Sports Talk Radio early this morning saying that the Chiefs are going to be the new dynasty, the, the team of the 20s, with Patrick Mahomes winning his first Super Bowl. And there's many more to come. He is driven to win more Super Bowls. So we'll see how that goes. And locally here in Georgia, the Atlanta Falcons part ways with Vic Beasley. Well, yeah, his contract was up, but they have no intentions of re-signing him. And that's a smart move. He, he's been a disappointment. He was picked up 
eighth overall in, in the draft, and he has been a disappointment. He had a great season with 16 sacks, but other than that, he hasn't been that dominant force that they thought they were going to get out of Clemson when Dan Quinn took over as coach in 2015. So that 2015 draft, they selected Vic Beasley, and it has been a disappointment. They're still The jury's still out on Tack McKinley. Hopefully he has a, a great year. Otherwise, they're not going to re-sign him either. But where could Vic Beasley go? Where would the market be for Vic Beasley? My opinion, he's not going to get a big contract, but he's going to get an opportunity to play. I think he might go to a winning organization that already has you know, an established defensive line like the Minnesota Vikings or maybe even the San Francisco 49ers. Maybe he takes over for Eric Armstead and the 49ers give him you know, a, a small contract. He's not going to get the big money, but he could actually flourish in an already established defense like the Chicago Bears, like uh, the Green Bay Packers. They have some pass rushes. I wouldn't be shocked if he goes to the Patriots. But there is a market for Vic Beasley. He's going to get to play in this league. He's just not going to get the big contract because he has been a disappointment. And that, that might not sit well with Falcons fans that if he goes to another organization and he makes a Pro Bowl. Definitely not going to sit well with the Falcons. What do the Falcons do in the draft? They, they've got to get a pass rusher. And, and they've got a hit on one of these pass rushers. They're not going to be able to trade up to get Chase Young. He's going to go number two to the Washington Redskins. And we got plenty of time to talk about the NFL draft. we got time to talk about the combine. I'm here to talk about sports, talk about whatever's on your mind. I will preview the upcoming XFL games. Um, the Dallas team out of XFL is actually the odds-on favorite to win the XFL title. Whatever they're going to call it, they're going to call it the million-dollar game. Is Vince McMahon going to come out and say, this is the XFL? I cannot wait for that. I- I'm going to watch the first the first XFL game. I'm, I'm excited about that. Luckily, on ESPN and Fox, I could streamline it on my phone. So that- That's a good thing about um, XFL compared to the Alliance of American Football is the availability to actually download the games on your phone could not do that on the Alliance of America football last year because you know, a lot of people don't get CBS sports network. I, I don't have an app for the CBS and for TNT and, and I couldn't, couldn't streamline those games. So the XFL is going to be exciting. I, I can't wait. Hopefully this league sticks and they get new teams as well. Like expansion teams I'd like to see, leagues grow and we got time to talk about MLS you know the Atlanta United is going to be in the CONCACAF uh, Champions League and uh, they right out the gate uh, February 25th they'll take on a team from Honduras I can't remember the name of the team but it's going to be at Fifth Third Bank in Kennesaw Georgia and last year they took on a team from Costa Rica uh, Herodano I believe and that place was rocking I mean, it was hard to get a ticket. And, you know, not playing at Mercedes-Benz, but, you know, playing in a small soccer-style stadium like like uh, Fifth Third Bank over, up, up there in Kennesaw, Georgia. You know, where I'm from, I, I used to live in Kennesaw. So yeah, that, that was an exciting, exciting moment for them last year. So looking forward to the CONCACAF Champions League where the MLS teams get to take on teams from Mexico, Honduras, Costa Rica, you know, 2020 is a big year in sports. We got Euro 2020, and we also got the Olympics in Tokyo. It's, it's going to be an exciting time, 
and uh, softball is back in the Olympics as well. So we have, you know, the Olympic trials. You know, the, the, the girls' softball team is actually based here out of Columbus, Georgia. And that's something exciting to talk about here in the local sports scene. Just want to try to get as local as possible for the city of Columbus, Georgia. You know, Columbus State, the, the Cougars, the men's basketball team, they, they lost a heartbreaker to Augusta. Uh, last weekend. They're now 12-8, and eight, and uh, this Wednesday they will take on Georgia College. So as they try to make a run in the, in the Peach Belt Conference, conference tournament play will start in the beginning of March. So looking forward to that. want to talk about the Atlanta Hawks. It's a very disappointing season. Yes, I know that John Collins was suspended for 25 games, but I feel it's time to part ways with Lloyd Pierce. This team is exciting. They got Trey Young, Kevin Herter. They got players in, in Jeff Teague. He had a great game last night against the Celtics. The problem is they can't play defense. And you need a coach that actually will push your players to the limit. Yes, they, they got good offensive players, but where's that defensive stopper they used to have, like Kent Bazemore or Torian Prince? They, they thought they were getting that with the fourth overall pick in DeAndre Hunter. But I have to say, the jury's still out on DeAndre, on DeAndre Hunter, and the jury's still out on Cam Reddish. They're two lottery picks from this year. Their GM, Travis Schlink, has been good. Getting Trey Young, getting John Collins. They, they have a foundation, and you need to build this team around those two players. Kevin Herter is also a, a great shooter, and he had a great shooting night the other night as well. But the Atlanta Hawks, they have way too much talent to be one of the bottom dwellers in the Eastern Conference, which the Eastern Conference is wide open, especially for that eighth seed. I'm very disappointed in, in the Atlanta Hawks, and I feel they need to part ways with Lloyd Pierce. The type of coach that I'd like to see come to the Atlanta Hawks is David Fisdale. He used to coach for the Memphis Grizzlies. He used to coach for the Knicks. You know, somebody like David Fisdale or, or somebody like a... A, um, Kevin Jurger, I, I can't remember. He also coached for the Grizzlies. He also coached for the Kings. Uh, Mike Malone, I think he's already coaching for the Denver Nuggets. But uh, you know, I mean, the Hawks actually had a defense, the defensive effort when Mike Woodson was their coach. And I know they parted ways with Mike Woodson because they couldn't get over the hump. But I, I felt it was a mistake to get rid of Mike Budenholzer. He led this team to 60 wins in 2015. The Atlanta Hawks made the Eastern Conference Finals for the first time in franchise history. And then when they decided not to re-sign Paul Millsap, they did not they decided not to re-sign Al Horford. It just it it went downhill from there. And you know, you had you had Kyle Korver, you know, he's getting up there in age. You know, Jeff Teague, you know, he's great, he's back. He's not the same player he was in 2015. But uh, they had uh, Damari Carroll. I mean, they had Fabo Sevaloja. They, they had players that will play for you night after night. But what's disappointing is when I see them give up 140, or when I see them take on the Houston Rockets and James Harden can get any shot he wants, it, it hurts. It's disappointing. And, you know, as a Hawks fan, I've been a Hawks fan since I moved here to Georgia in 2006. And I've watched this team. My first Hawks game was the 2006-2007 season when they first acquired Joe Johnson. The following year, they made the playoffs. And then you had a decade of making the playoffs. And I watched players like Joe Johnson, Josh Smith, Al Horford 
Zaza Pachulia, they, they had an exciting team and they, they were willing to just play hard for you night after night. They weren't taking days off. Yeah, there are times where Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter have great games, but where's the consistency? I want to see the consistency on all five starters, and I'd like to see more productivity with their bench. So this is going to be a lost season, and partly because John Collins was suspended for 25 games. You know, they only went 3-22 and during that time. With John Collins in the lineup, eh, they're, they're a team that's a little bit under 500. But I'm excited to see, like, if they do get a new coach in here, how hard the team is going to play for them. And I feel they're one, they're one piece away from competing in the Eastern Conference. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, there are good teams in the Eastern Conference. I mean, Boston is a good team. And, you know, they just don't have the greatest luck with the Boston Celtics. A team like the Philadelphia 76ers. Another great team, Milwaukee. They have the greatest. You know, they have the best record in the NBA right now. I mean, who's going to stop Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference? So it is looking like the NBA Finals is either going to be the Bucks and Lakers or the Bucks and Clippers. So it's going to be exciting. The Western Conference is stacked, but you know the Golden State Warriors with all their injuries, they're they're looking to next season. Going to get Clay Thompson, Steph Curry back, and they'll get a lottery pick. So. It's going to be exciting for the Warriors. They're not going anywhere. They're coming right back next year. But other than that, there's a whole lot of stuff going on. Yes, we got college basketball conference play revving up. And, you know, I got to say, you know, with Georgia winning over Texas A&M, that was a game they had to have. Because you look at the, you know, the SEC and, you know, LSU, you got Auburn, you got Kentucky. Not a whole lot of teams are getting into the tournament. You know, Auburn plays Arkansas tonight. Auburn's 19-2. and They're ranked 11th. You know, Tennessee taking on Alabama. Mississippi State taking on Kentucky. That game's actually on ESPN. And then Missouri and Texas A&M. But Georgia has a big game on Wednesday. They take on Florida. Georgia at 12-9. Florida at 13-8. So the winner of that game, the winner of that game, it looks like they'll, you know, be a bubble team. Right now, I don't even think Georgia's a bubble team. I think right now the winner of that game could be maybe the first four out. They always talk about bubble teams and them getting into the tournament, but they've got to win that game. That's going to be in Gainesville, Florida, so that's going to be a tough matchup for them. But looking at this weekend, I mean, Georgia's got a home game against Alabama. They, they've got to win that too. I mean, I feel they got to win out to even get a possibility to make it to the tournament, and they got to make some noise in the SEC tournament. Who knows? They might have a run like they did in 2008. That was very impressive. But this weekend in the SEC, we have got a huge, huge matchup. LSU at Auburn. I was talking about the other day how it is very hard to get a ticket locally to see competitive college basketball here in the Columbus area. Well, Auburn is one of those places where it is very difficult to get a ticket. The buzz around Auburn basketball is exciting after beating Kentucky last weekend. And Auburn is just looking to run the table and just tear up the SEC and possibly get a top seed. And their goal is to make it back to the Final Four, which, again, they should have beat Virginia last year in the Final Four. But they have an exciting team, and Bruce Pearl has been doing an outstanding job coaching that team up. You know, SEC, we got ACC basketball. You know, Duke still one of the top teams. Uh, Not sure what's going on with North Carolina. 
I mean, they had a, the player injured for him, and, you know, it, it's just not the same. When you lose your best player, you're just not the same team. And they actually lost to Florida State last night. You know, Florida State trying to compete with Duke for that number one seed. You know, tonight Duke plays Boston College. And locally here, Virginia Tech takes on Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, you know, when I first moved to Atlanta in 2006, you know, Georgia Tech just came off of their run to the championship game in 2004. Paul Hewitt had that team up and running. Chris Bosch was on the team in 2005. They had some exciting players, and they made the tournament almost every year in the 90s with Bobby Cremins. And then they, they were making the tournament with Paul Hewitt, making it all the way to the championship game. And then, then in 2010, Georgia Tech decided to go up to Kennesaw, up the road, to take on the Kennesaw State Owls, a team out of the Atlantic Sun Conference. And Kennesaw State made the biggest upset in their school history by defeating Georgia Tech. This was a pretty good Georgia Tech team with Iman Shumpert. And they also had Glenn Rice Jr. This this team fell off a cliff. Paul Hewitt got fired a couple years later. Then they hired Brian Gregory. That was not a very good hire. Then they hired Josh Pastner. The only run that Georgia Tech had a couple years ago, they took on TCU in the NIT Finals and got steamrolled. Georgia Tech has been the biggest disappointment in college basketball. And there's college basketball players here in the state of Georgia. You know, Anthony Edwards going to Georgia. I mean, you got you got players like Dwight Howard that played for Atlanta Christian Southwest in, in, in his early days. You know, he went from high school to the NBA. But you have talent. You had Sharif Abdul-Rahim play for Wheeler, winning a state title there. They, they have some great players here in the state of Georgia. So there is no excuse that Georgia and Georgia Tech can't make the tournament. I mean, you had Mercer beat Duke a couple years ago in the NCAA tournament. Georgia State beat Baylor. You had runs. You know, Georgia Southern's doing good. And another thing I have a bone to pick is what is up with Kennesaw State basketball? They have only won one game this year, and they have gone through coach through coach, and they just can't get it right there. So... I'm just I'm very disappointed in the state of Georgia where they can't get enough teams to make the NCAA tournament. Georgia Tech sits at 10 and 12 and they take on Virginia Tech tonight and that game is going to be on the ACC network. Looking at this weekend, they actually have to travel on the road to take on the Pitt Panthers. And that, you know, Georgia Tech if they if they want to make the tournament, you know, 10 and 12, they, they got to win the ACC tournament. And that's nearly impossible for a team that is going to get a very high seed and not going to get that, those buys that you get in the ACC tournament. You know, a game that I would actually circle if, you know, if North Carolina was better was Duke and North Carolina. That's going to be this weekend. But, you know, North Carolina is also 10-12. and 12, And Duke is sitting at 18-3. Wow. So it it's going to be exciting. You know, I'm trying to find things to do while there is no football going on. I mean, we got Major League Baseball pitchers and catchers going to report in a couple weeks. We'll have spring training by the end of the month. And then the whole month of March, it's all about spring training. It's going to be exciting. I I would talk about hockey. We don't have a professional NHL team here in Atlanta. But looking at the hockey standings, the St. Louis Blues, Washington Capitals, those are the two top teams in their conferences, respectively. 
as a big Sharks fan, it looks like they're not going to make the playoffs. You know, they always make the playoffs just about every year. They made it all the way to the Western Conference Finals and lost to the St. Louis Blues after beating the Vegas Golden Knights. And the Blues ended up winning the Stanley Cup. And the, the Stanley Cup champion before the Blues was the Washington Capitals. So NHL, you got that going on. You know, you, you've got the Combine, the NFL Draft, baseball. You know, who's going to win the World Series this year? Is the Washington Nationals going to repeat or is it going to be somebody else? Maybe the New York Yankees, they might make a, a play for the World Series. So some good stuff, good sports. Make sure that you like my Facebook page, The Sports Show. Actually, no, I actually retooled it. It's called The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Feel free to comment on this podcast and make sure that you like my Facebook page and comment below. And also don't forget to tune in every day right around this time as we talk sports and I let you know what you want to talk about and I will share it with you on the air and I will try to get those comments up. So don't forget to like my Facebook page. Hope you have a great morning. Make sure that you know, you're not getting too frustrated with the traffic here in the state of Georgia, mainly Atlanta. But, you know, I'm down here in Columbus, so the traffic's not that bad. But hope you have a great day, and I will talk to you tomorrow. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdridge. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.